Hey, dingalings, this is John. I really ate a big pile of dung on this one. Uh, I recorded the first half and somehow managed not to record the second half of the episode, but then I did record the two-hour conversation we all had once I thought I stopped recording the episode, uh, which would be fun to put up, but I'm not going to because I think we might have said some things we don't want put out there. But uh, anyway, so... We got the first half of this episode. Um, The second half, we basically talked about some problems we had with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And uh, the main one being the character of Dong and the questionable racial stereotyping on the show uh, that that mostly applied to him. Um, Also, maybe the Mexican maid. Uh, But it was mostly about Dong. uh, But we concluded that it was more a result of lazy writing than any kind of malicious intent, and so we we would all watch the show again. We also talked a little bit about the last couple episodes and how they were a bit weak in the writing as well, with with Tina Fey showing up as uh, Marsha Clark and, uh, and, you know, the uh, dude from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, whose name I can't remember right now, talking to a cat in a tree, just kind of kind of very broad, dumb humor and how some of the jokes didn't land. But again, we all did really enjoy Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. There were minor quibbles that we had with the show, um, so we would recommend it. And uh, the recommendations we gave at the end, um, I th- man, I'm trying to remember. Viv recommended uh, Better Call Saul, the new prequel to Breaking Bad. Um, Pat recommended, I don't remember what Pat, who cares? Um, I recommended, um, it's, it was called, um, Keep On Keeping On, which is a documentary, uh, about this great jazz trumpeter who became uh, a teacher to students and one of his students, uh, who's a blind piano player, um, Clark Terry is the, the trumpeter's name was really good and uh you know i'll pause here and find out what pat's recommendation was and come back for it hold on a sec all right sorry so uh pat's recommendation was three body problem it is a sci-fi novel by a chinese author whose name i cannot pronounce but it was recently translated into english so um those were our recommendations and once again i apologize for uh cutting off the Second half of the show, but uh, you get the gist. Who cares? It's free. Stop your whining. Jesus Christ. While the distance in existence join the resistance, come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass in Here's how we practice the lost order conversation. David Jason. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And our returning guest. Vivian. Yay. Hey. In the next room from me. And this week we're doing Oh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Either one of you could answer that. It didn't matter. Um, yeah, it so it seemed like Pat was going to 
I know. He's there. not stepping up, so. I never, I, I never realized I was interchangeable with Vape. Well, it's about time. You guys are like uh, Lego pieces. Anytime anyone says it's about time, I just think of time travel. So. That makes sense. Not. Anytime anyone says it makes sense, I think of money. Anyway. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, we're doing the whole episode because, uh, well, we watched the whole the whole season, which we don't usually do. Well, Pat never does with any show, so. Um, well, for sitcoms, I do. Oh, right. It's, there's, it's like you can watch 13 episodes of a sitcom in, t- in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. It feels like it, especially a good one. Yeah, I think, and I think I would say this is a good one. Yeah, no, I, I know we were laughing at it the whole time. Yeah, yeah even the even the episodes I didn't particularly care for, and I'm glad it already has a second season ordered, so we don't have to worry about whether it's going to be picked up or whatever they call it. Yeah, and hopefully they'll uh, be able to do a little more with it now that they know they're on Netflix. Oh, so that's what I was wondering. This show was created and mostly written before they knew where it was going to be. Well, they it they sold it to NBC, I thought originally um oh. it was well it was set yeah it says set for a 13 episode first season on nbc but then they i don't know why they turned it down because they don't have shit now for sitcoms what um, channel oh go ahead sorry oh sorry i i think they just didn't have very strong comedies to like go with the show and they didn't think that it would do well on its own Right, so they they decided to put on the uh, Deborah Messing show instead. That was a wise well, what move. Was, what was the that show? That show is still on. It is still <laughs> on. Stupid. Still going. <laughs> We're all stupid for that being true. <laughs> what What was the show? The show that just started that has uh, Alyssa Cuthbert, I guess her name is, and it's executive produced by Ellen DeGeneres, and the concept was like the man is a sperm donor, and he also has a girlfriend. That's quite a concept. Uh, yes, I. I saw a commercial for it. I don't know. I, I don't remember what it's called. I'm I just wondering why that that got in the air and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt did. Is that on NBC? I thought it was. Yeah. I might be wrong. I, no, you might be right. Well, see, they also brought back that terrible show with that asshole. What's his name? Chris Delia or whatever it is. Oh yeah, with undateable. Undateable. Yeah. Undateable. They might have been confused. They thought they were getting. Unbreakable Kimmy uh, Schmidt and yeah. <laughs> put Undateable on instead. Yeah, some executive just saw Un. He was like, put that on Thursdays. That, that show's awful, but it does have uh, Ron Funches, who's one of the funniest people. Everybody should see him live. I don't know why I'm giving him a plug. but So he's a stand-up comic? And yeah. He's a, is he like a big part of it or just a I kind d- of bit character? I think we watched an episode and then checked out halfway through. Uh, he seems like a big character. Um, but the show's awful. As as any sitcom with a studio audience slash laugh track is. So, But this this is the show that with the guy from... Uh, uh, no, I Whitney. Can't remember. Whitney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was bad in that. and he's, he's In the commercials, he looks worse than this show. So. Yeah, he's not very good. Yeah. Let's spend all of our time talking about that. About Whitney and the no. terrible people on it? Undateable. Oh, undateable. Yeah, we should. <laughs> that half episode that we saw. And yet... One big happy is the, the show that I consider having replaced uh, un, unbeatable, unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't that the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable? Yes. 
This is much better than that movie. I'll I'll say that. I like that movie. Dude. Lots of lots of nerds I find out after I've seen it do like it. It's not just me. As long as you don't like anything he made after that, I guess I can let it go. I like signs. <laughs> I haven't seen now, it. No, I, I have to say, after that, I didn't bother. Like, there's something he made where there's a mermaid living in the pool. A lady in the lake or whatever. <laughs> it didn't look worth it. And then he, he, I don't think he directed it, but he did write a movie about the, the devil taking over an elevator. <laughs> didn't see it. That sounds like a 70s B movie plot. Starring Joey Seinfeld. Sorry, starring who? <laughs> Joey Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Just like uh, Bruce Springsteen's sister was in the Sleepaway Camp sequel. Anyway, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, anybody want to do a synopsis? Even though anybody who would have watched it has watched it all already. <laughs> yeah, Kimmy Schmidt was kidnapped as a teen and put into a bunker with a few other women and the the show is about her experience living in new york city after being saved from the bunker yeah and i uh i i think we're gonna break this up so that we're gonna talk about what we liked about it first and then maybe if we had any problems with it we'll talk about that after the break i I would say on balance for me anyway that it's a good show and i i will keep watching i liked it more than and i did have a, a few problems but um we we laughed all the way through, and really only one of the problems did I. Well, now I noticed a couple things as I was watching it that that I was like, eh. But um, yeah, I think the things that are problematic are kind of glaring, but yeah, the funny is all the way through. Yeah, well, the 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 funny is part of my problem, but we'll get to that. But uh, Viv, you enjoyed it watching it through the first time. I did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I didn't. Uh... I mean, I think all the stuff that I I just noticed all I mean all the things that I have like read or seen about it has all come out after I finished watching yeah. the whole yeah, season. So, but as I was watching it, I wasn't super very aware. aware of it. I think I, yeah, I was aware of the main problem. Well, I yeah. think the, the, there's one character, but you know, well, that was pretty glaring. But otherwise, I thought it was really funny, and I really, I mean, I ended up liking all the characters, and for the most part, and just not really having a problem with it. Yeah, even Carol Kane, who, as yeah, I mentioned on I the show before, I was just going to bring her up. I, I said before on the show, I couldn't stand. I like her in this. She's very she good. She is so good, yes. and she reminds me a lot of, of Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny, like a very similar kind of character that's oh, just... Yeah. There's no bottom, but it's funny all the way through. But she's much. She has a much sweeter nature than Danny DeVito's character on It's Always Sunny. I would say, although I she, think she's just a, a sweeter person than Danny DeVito. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, who she worked with on Taxi? Yes. Um, but yeah, she's a. She sells drugs on the side. She's a, a slumlord basically, although a pretty forgiving slumlord. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Doesn't mind not getting rent every month, and like kind of a kind of an ex hippie, but then also kind of street smart. So yeah, it's a really cool character, and and yeah, I'm glad that I like her in this. And a little bit racist, but a little bit not racist. Yeah, yeah. Which is heard the joke about her her ex or her deceased husband is probably one of my 
the funniest jokes on the show. Remind me. Oh yeah, uh, I remember. <laughs> she she killed him for because she thought she heard a noise and he went out to check and he came back and she shot him, right? <laughs> yeah, she shot him. She's like, because he was you... black. Yeah, what are you going to do when a black guy's in your in your room? <laughs> I don't remember if he died from that, but she did shoot him, yeah. Um, I think, well, my favorite joke, I think it was both our favorite joke, Viv. Do you want to? No, you go. Oh, uh, was when he went to the ATM and he only had $2 in it. And uh, <laughs> it was a $3 fee for the ATM, so he used it. And he got back a negative $1 bill out of the <laughs> ATM. And I wish, I wish I had seen whose face was on that negative $1 bill. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, the the joke, the payoff is funny, but just the thought process. He's like, might as well do it. That's funny. Yeah, too. his reactions to like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Yeah, <laughs> see if it works. And then it turns out like he he needed the two dollars to go buy some party straws. But <laughs> he had yeah. a coupon for he it. Had a coupon for that party straws. Uh, that that actor's facial react reactions were well played throughout the yes. show. Yes, and they yes. they. They took advantage of them too, as, as well. Like he's watching the trial at the, the in, in uh, one of the last episodes, and they don't. He doesn't say anything. It's just he reacts to things that happen on the screen in front of him, and his reaction shots are hilarious. Yeah, he's great. I, I mean, he's my favorite in it, and everybody's good. Like, well, Ellie Kemper is perfect, perfectly yes. cast. I feel like because Viv, like you were saying, like they didn't, they didn't. She didn't play it as dumb, or you know where it could have easily come across as that with somebody. She wasn't dumb. She was like naive because she'd lived in a bunker since she was a young teen. But But I also, I also love like how all her references are all from like the early nineties. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I I was telling John that there's a Jezebel article about that, 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 uh, the Kimmy Schmidt character is basically a 90s Nickelodeon Disney Channel character today. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie. Well, I think Lizzie McGuire was one of the examples. They listened to like 10, 10 shows on that, on that in that article. And it's funny. Yeah. Think that way. None of us watched, but well, I yeah, love. I didn't. Yeah. I love that her nemesis in the show is a fifteen-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, and all her comebacks to her are like so bad. <laughs> but she always like thinks that she's like one-upped her. But yeah, like, but her comebacks are just terrible. Yeah. Well, one of them is not terrible. The you're so 2090 when you're dead and you've wasted your life. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something like that. <laughs> yeah. And and that daughter was good too. Oh yeah, she was great. Jane Krakowski, I've always, she's always annoyed me a little. Um, she plays basically Jetta from Thirty Rock on this, but with more money. Um, I, I think I don't know if she annoys me or if she just always plays annoying characters. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. Yeah, what did you... Well, she she was on. What was she on? Ally McBeal, which that's when I started disliking her. I think, but <laughs> but I think yeah, she was. I really liked her on this show actually, and I, she's really like found her place in the, in the comedy <laughs> world. I think she, she was a lot to Tina Fey. Yeah. She definitely does, sure. and um, I think on, like on Thirty Rock for me, she was the weakest link just because I don't think she has like the comedy timing of everybody else on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and same here. Like you could see, like a lot of her lines on that show, I could see going over better by somebody else, where they they would just kind of fall flat with her a lot of times. But you know, that's I don't know, that's not really. I, I think that's true, but I think overall she does such a good job of playing that 
that vapid, shallow character that a it, few a few bad timing is, is worth it for everything else. Yeah. No, I agree. But but uh yeah, Titus Titus is uh Kimmy Schmidt's gay black roommate that she moves in with in New York, um, in a basement. And I, I thought he was I thought he stole the show and for all the all the uh, complaints that we'll talk about later that people had of stereotypes. I thought he was a, I think thought he like broke stereotypes because he actually wasn't just like a, a sidebar character. He was actually a real character who had his own shit going on and his own stories. And he was part of the stories. Yeah. I mean, every time he'd brush up against a stereotype, you'd see a full character. Yeah. yeah. There is kind of a shocking entry in his Wikipedia page though. Like halfway down, it says Burgess is openly gay. Oh, I know that is shocking, because <laughs> he plays a gay guy so well. You assumed he was straight. Although, uh, he did learn to play a straight guy in this series too, which was maybe my favorite episode. Oh yeah, that was that was great. With, uh, oh, remind me of his name, Viv Dean know. Norris. Yeah. Very. I never remember that dude's name. He's. I know he's in Breaking Bad, but I've seen him in a bunch of stu- uh, bunch of stuff. He's always. Oh, he was in uh, under under the dome. Yeah, that that's right. Him? He still yeah. is, as far as I know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll never get out of that damn dome. <laughs> but every time he popped up in this in that episode, I would I just laugh my ass off. <laughs> he, the, the first entry is the best though, where the the one guy's there playing the Macho Man, and it's not him. Right. Yeah, he was. Oh God! Oh, I liked when he was the guy behind the bar, and yes. he like takes off the head, <laughs> and he's like, "And you, and there was never an entourage." An entourage <laughs> too, yeah. And Titus is like, "Thank God." I think not just speaking for having to audition, <laughs> but for the idea of an entourage too. Yeah, and his his character was neat with the with the, his nemesis as well. He had a a a, a similar actor. Yes, who would get who all would... his parts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- yeah. That was a good storyline where he was learning to act straight so he could get get better roles. Um. And, oh, and but he... then he also had the um. Sorry, the storyline where he had to dress up as what uh, like a wolverine or an iron man iron man yeah no um oh, with, oh, the, working at the I'm restaurant sorry yeah a werewolf yeah a werewolf, werewolf. sorry um <laughs> and he got treated better as a werewolf than, as a werewolf than uh when he was just like a regular like black guy on the street <laughs> yeah that was a great with yeah he missed the bus and the taxi comes to pick him up <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, that was a good episode. That I don't remember what the main plot of the episode was, but just his bit, his bit in that was funny enough to carry the whole episode. Yeah. And he was great when he was like, he was trying to be reassuring to Kimmy, but he was just being totally self-involved and narcissistic. So everything that came out of his mouth was <laughs> was wrong. I can't wait to see you on TV or whatever <laughs> when he was trying to be supportive. And going back to that the werewolf episode, the the idea of a restaurant where everybody's dressed up and, and singing sounds so ridiculous, but that that's something that actually they have in New York. I don't know if they have one with monsters, but they have all kinds of singing restaurants. Oh yeah, they they have them all over the place, man. Do they? It's yeah. So yeah, I would never go to one. But yeah, I think this show did a good job of having absurdity next to reality. Like they have the one episode where the 
Kimmy finds a TV on the street and brings it in. And which is funny, just thinking about someone who hasn't been around for that long, seeing a TV is a big deal. They don't know about like the regular kind of TVs. They have. A, we have. Yeah. It's an old boxy TV, not a flat the old screen. boxy TVs are basically impossible. Thrift stores won't even take them anymore. Anyway, she brings them in from the street. I can't believe someone threw this out and she turns it on and <laughs> Titus is like, it's not going to work. And then it works, but it's, ta- it's talking directly to her. Yeah, I didn't get that scene. Like, that was just, I mean, it was just bizarre, I guess. Yeah, it cracked me up. <laughs> but there were, I mean, there were some weird things, like, we talked about, Viv, the uh, the original guy who worked for um, Jenna Maroney, or whatever her name is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the tutor. Yeah, Yeah, who it looked like there was going to be a, a romance between him and Kimmy. They just, like, really killed that quickly. He just totally yeah. disappeared from like one episode to the next. Like he just yeah. wasn't there anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, there's no, not only are they not together, but he's not a tutor anymore. Yeah. Which was kind of, kind of reminded me of the comedy writer from 30 rock who just disappeared as well. Josh. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That was but weird. He did, this is the same thing. We, he didn't disappear. We talked about this last time we talked about 30. Rock. <laughs> he was on the show for a long time. He was the, the, uh, the third character in the show and then he was actually there was actually an episode about him leaving the show he didn't like just suddenly disappear i know i just think i just find it weird when like a character's written off a show for because you don't know why yeah but i'm just saying this one was like three episodes in with with the the third character in 30 rock it was like three seasons in i guess (laughs) this guy was like never mentioned again like he never existed yeah no it's true um, and I, I, it, it was weird. I mean, it was funny how they did it though with the whole butt dialing. Oh yeah, the way, the way it was timed. So she she actually yeah. butt dialed yeah. him and thought yeah. that she no. was talking to him. Yeah, he butt dialed he butt dialed her. her. Yeah. yeah, but the guy was talking to his friend over the internet over like a headphone while they were playing a video game, and she thought he was talking to her, and it was a wacky misunderstanding. Which usually annoys me, but it was funny in this situation. Yeah, because it was kind of cringeworthy because she professed her love to him and stuff. And (laughs) he was like, oh, what? I think it was less cringeworthy than usual because, well, she lived in a bunker. It's it's normal for her to misunderstand things like that. Yeah, no, like a a butt dial. Or, yeah, or even just the expression of love. Oh, right. (laughs) Um. And, and that's it, the 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 next love interest was pretty funny too, and he kind of turned into a, a dick more quickly than I expected. Yeah. But him being asked to to bring ice and bringing the the artisanal ice was was a funny a funny gag. Oh yeah, well the funniest gag involving that dude was his little pony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. Yeah, that that guy was. Uh, yeah, it was weird the the way they handled the kind of love stories on this, because they basically just started them and then threw them all out. <laughs> well, kind of like Thirty Rock. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or even like early. Um, but on Parks and Rec. On Thirty Rock, you knew that uh, like John Hamm was just a, a cameo dude. Like he wasn't going to stay on for the whole series, you know. Yeah, and, and same with uh, what's his name, Jason Sudeikis. So yeah, on this one, I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize any of these dudes, so I just assumed they would be series regulars. But 
Yeah, they got tossed. Speaking of John Hamm, also in this. And Viv, you, you said something about John Hamm. Oh, no. When we were talking. Now I have to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't think the episodes that he was on was were, were the best ones or no, anything they, like they of weren't. this season. And yeah, I, I, I said the same thing. Pat and I talked about that, yeah. The, the, when they went into the, the trial, it just it, it lost a step. Yeah, and I don't think it was all his. I actually rewatched those trial episodes, and on rewatching, they're funnier than than the first time, but they're still not as funny as the rest of the season. Well, the writing's definitely not as strong on those. Um, well, I think part of the problem not is not J- John Hamble, it's the Tina. Fe- it's the the odd, the dis- weird, yeah, to yeah, have OJ Simpson jokes, <laughs> OJ yes. defense team, yeah, fifty yeah. years later or whatever <laughs> it is. I'm like, do people still laugh at uh, the glove doesn't fit jokes? I guess. Well, it just wasn't funny was the main problem yeah. with, with that whole thing. Like, Yes, I'm not blaming John Hamm for those episodes, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I sometimes think that he's not like comedically the best, although I do think he is, he's funny, like I've heard him on podcasts and stuff like that, and he's funny, but yeah, for some reason, when he's on comedies, I don't love him on comedies. <laughs> His character in this is very similar to the character he played in 30 Rock, where, like, watching it, we realize that he's kind of an idiot, but yeah. everybody he's talking to doesn't realize it. Yeah, and they think he's just the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier, Viv, that the the problem with the uh, John Hamm in the in the comedy roles, like in, in this, in 30 Rock and Parks and Rec, is that uh, they're casting John Hamm they're basically stunt casting him because people know him from Mad Men. So they're giving him these kind of roles to like, so people can go, Oh shit, that's a big contrast, you know? So I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's him. That's not good in comedies or, you know, I don't know who knows. I like him. I always like him. He made me laugh. No, I do too. But, uh, for, I mean, I just think they, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I think. <laughs> I think I think part of the problem is the the character he's portraying is so over the top. It's hard to be super funny. Yeah, like it's like the karate stuff is kind of funny the first time, but it just keeps going. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the, yeah, I'll I'll get to that when we get to my problems with the show. That's a, yeah, that was something that I totally noticed in the last two episodes. Well, as far as guest stars, let's talk about some of the the good guest stars like. Um, Richard Kind. Uh, well, we already talked about Dean North, but Richard Kind was really funny as the GED teacher who just just doesn't want to teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. And then talking about over the top characters, I, Martin Short was just so vaudevillian <laughs> in his role. <laughs> it, was, it was a really weird role where it, yeah. he had so much plastic surgery that he could not pronounce his last name. Yeah. Fromf or whatever it was. And it's spelled Grant. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, who else was on it? Uh, R- Richard Kind is like the perfect guy for playing that kind of sad sack role. <laughs> one of the things mentioned in that Jezebel article is that Richard Kind played a teacher in one of those, I don't know if it was Lizzie McGuire, but one of those kind of shows. So it's, I guess it's just, it's not so much that it was on purpose, but the fact that Richard Kind is in pretty much any role he's offered, he'll take. And he's usually pretty <laughs> funny. Horatio Sands had a cameo for like five minutes. Yeah, that, that was like a waste. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a waste of him. Um, Nick Kroll was funny. He was. That was a little over the top as well. <laughs> oh, a little. Yeah. 
<laughs> having the the cycling what's that called it's not cycling it's uh spinning spinning the spinning coach sitting on a toilet is was yeah that was yeah that was a little i was like oh really <laughs> but it's it's the kind of thing like some actors you'd, you'd be like maybe they read the script and weren't happy about that but nick Kroll, I, I feel like he read that just laughed that loud yeah yeah but then to also end it with him farting was i was like come on man <laughs> That was not the only farting joke in this this season. What? Yeah, no. The, the other one was funnier. The tightest fart was actually pretty funny. <laughs> the tightest fart. Is that the name of the episode? <laughs> and then also from Mad Men, uh, Kiernan Shipka, who was Kimmy's half-sister, who uh, she also had a feud with. <laughs> Well, I guess it was the first time she'd ever met her, or the second time she ever met her. I didn't realize she was from Mad Men, so she played one of... Uh, she plays John Hamm's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Or one of, her, one of his kids, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, I laughed a lot at the show. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I look forward to seeing what they can do with a second season. It's still going to only be 13 episodes, which I guess is good because that usually means every episode is, is a good episode, but it's also a little disappointing because I like those extra nine episodes or 10, whatever it is. Yeah, I know. What are they? I think it's an extra 13. Don't they do like 26 usually? I was thinking 24 and my math was wrong, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's fine. And plus like... Oh, and the opening theme is actually... I looked it up. <laughs> It's actually done by the guys who used to do the auto. I don't know if they still do, but that auto tune, auto tune the news, which is fun. Oh yeah. Oh, and and it was kind of cool how they brought that guy in too at the end. Yes. Yeah. The guy <laughs> who sings the theme song. <laughs> now, so, I was I was reading online like message boards. People were talking about that guy, and they they thought he was a reference to. The guy who actually found the real case of the people in Cleveland who yeah when they found the hostages or the kidnapped victims yeah, and yeah. I, but when I watched I was thinking it was the the rape and the rape guy whatever he said the, the tell your daughters there's a raper whatever, you know what I'm talking about the uh, Antoine Dotson was his name oh yeah, yeah I vaguely remember that <laughs> I forget what it was he said was just like tell your daughters that raping is going all over the place. But he, that's who I was, I thought of because it was the auto tune deal going on, but I guess it's kind of whatever you want to take out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like there's any shortage of shit being auto tuned <laughs> on YouTube. So, um, yeah, well, I also, I just like Titus. Yeah. And almost everything. Like when he was, when he got his big chance to be on the news, um, during the trial, uh, and he blew it by talking when he was on camera and didn't know it. Wait, what was he doing? I can't even remember. Was he like singing to himself or just... Yeah, he was singing how he was going to become famous. Yeah. <laughs> and they caught him. And then he he freaked out and fell down and his pants fell down. I mean, it sounds and really... Farted. Yeah. It sounds really over the top too, but, but it, it, was... it was actually funny. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I think the only weak side characters, not weak, but just... They didn't make me laugh as much as I thought they would. Were the other members of the of the of the mole the, the other mole women? The mole women, yeah. The the I don't know. It just wasn't as funny as as the other characters. Well, no, because I think they were played as kind of dumb. Those ones. Yeah, At, I guess that's true. The the one woman was willing to 
accept all the like she was willing to use her 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 mole woman card to get stuff yeah well well, the 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 one that there was one that was really dumb and who wanted to go back even after yeah yeah. you know well Um, she she did she didn't she wasn't kidnapped she went on purpose after selling her hair on craigslist oh and that was another great part of the another great line from the show is matt lara saying it what was it exactly it never surprises me what lengths women will go to to not be rude yeah when uh the the one of the women in the bunker said he wanted me to come out to his van to see something and I didn't want to be rude and I just thought that was a really funny line. Yeah. I don't know any high points you can think of, Viv, that we haven't mentioned. No, I just I you know I just love Titus in this so much. Like I, to me, he's like the scenes with him are like better than scenes with Kimmy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And but it's not like you dislike Kimmy. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but like when he, like when he did the Lion King thing with the cat, <laughs> with the actual cat, like that made me laugh. And I really like that they went back to that. Yes. With, with the with because there's one guy there, and you when you watch <laughs> that scene, is why is he there? And then it turns out he's a lawyer from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like the only guy in the audience. It's just it's sad. And then he like takes the cat. And, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get the the same feeling, Michael? In the episode, we've talked about this. Michael and I had agreed that it felt like it felt like all this stuff happening was happening in the same New York that Thirty Rock happened. Like it wouldn't be out of the, like out, like it just felt like a very similar show. When the same, did you guys feel like that? Yeah, well, it's the exact same kind of humor. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah I think it's it's hard to it's hard to not do that because it, they've got that real absurdist shit mm-hmm. in there yeah, yeah. um yeah i was kind of hoping kenneth would show up at some point but <laughs> i guess he's busy doing a a uh triumphant consult comic dog show yeah i still haven't seen that i haven't either there's also a new paul Tompkins show on some cable channel i've never seen that oh yeah it's not even it. that new i don't think yeah it's the one with the puppets yeah no new? you shut up i think it's called yeah i didn't know it was i thought it was relatively new i guess not yeah no, it's been around for a while. It's been a while. Okay, well, should we take a quick break? Sure. And uh, we'll come back and talk more about Kimmy Schmidt. Maybe not quite as positively. Hey, 